Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 677 episodes made, airing on the Mutual Broadcast Network from 1937 to 1954, we bring to you The Shadow. Adventures of the Shadow are on the air. Brought to you each week at this time by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. On old-time sundials, a favorite motto was this. It's later than you think. Winter has a way of sneaking up on us and striking hard at those who are unprepared. Cold weather all around us will be here any day without notice. Are you prepared? It's later than you think. Safeguard your family by ordering a supply of blue coal right now. You know, blue coal is the finest of Pennsylvania hard coal. It will keep every room in your house at a comfortable, even temperature at all times. Get in touch with your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow. And listen, in a few minutes, I want to tell you about a strange and exotic token, a unique piece of jewelry that blue coal has for you. So listen carefully. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and powerful secret. The secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama... The Ring of Light. I should like to review the Gengar murders for you, Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. I assure you it will require no longer than we will take to finish this cup of tea. I'm glad you left me out of that tea business, Shan. I know all I want to know about the Gengar murders. They kept me up all night long. But I'm afraid you cannot know very much about the real reason for the killings, Commissioner Weston, without some knowledge of the history of the Ring of Light. It's history? Yes, Mr. Cranston. Well, what about the history of the Ring of Light, Mr. Shan? Many centuries ago, according to ancient legend... There was a merchant bearing this name of Genga, who dwelt in the sacred city of Lhasa in my native Tibet. This Genga of olden times was a good man and beloved of the gods. One night, it is told, he was returning from market to the sacred city when he was pursued by a host of his enemies mounted on horseback. Seeing across the eastern bridge to the city walls, he found the great gates of the city locked before him. In despair, he flung himself at the feet of the luminous statue of Buddha which guarded the gate. As he did so, 
was the sound of thunder. And from the glowing ear of the phosphorescent image, a ring fell to the ground. Quickly, Genga, the merchant, picked it up, and the statue of Buddha miraculously spoke. Oh, Genga, merchant of Lhasa, I have given to you this ninth ring of light. Unto the thousandth generation it will bring good fortune and safety, so long as there be no blood upon the hands of its owner. Treasure it well, O Genga. But great Buddha, my enemies are almost upon me. Behold, Genga, where your enemies are crossing the eastern bridge. Look well. The legend has it that the vast bridge collapsed, destroying every man of Genga's enemies. Well, it doesn't mean much to me. Does it to you, Cranston? I'm afraid it means quite a good deal, Commissioner. And was this merchant the ancestor of the modern Gengas, Mr. Shan? Yes, Miss Lane. Many centuries have passed since, bringing wealth and glory to the Genga family, which eventually immigrated to America. One of the Gengas of the present generation was my partner in the firm of Genga and Shan of this city. Importers of precious gems. Our business prospered, and my partner, Mr. Genga's son, Ali, was heir to many millions of dollars. All went well until one night when Mr. Genga, alone in the vault room of our huge building, heard the automatic elevator ascending. Who can that be? I didn't want to be disturbed at this of all times. Yes? I wish to see Mr. Genga. I am Mr. Genga, young woman. No one is allowed in my vault room without credentials. I have proper credentials, Mr. Gengar. Then show them to me. What do you have, some letter? No. This is my credential. You see? A revolver. A revolver. It is the only credential I can show. Oh, no. Hassan, help me! Please! Your servant Hassan is on the first floor. He wouldn't even hear a pistol shot. I see. You're aware of that. Well, what is it you want? The key to your vault. I rather thought so. And if I refuse? The key, Genga. You're a most determined young woman. I am. Then here, take it by all means. Take it. You're very gracious. Now to proceed with your vault. Of course. How calmly you accept this, Mr. Genga. Ah. My jewels, dear lady, are in the left-hand compartment. I know that. But my interest happens to be in this very ordinary copper box right here. No. No, that you cannot touch. Really? I will not let you have the ring of light. I shouldn't be rash if I were you. I have nothing to lose by killing you, you know. I only know you cannot have what that box contains. Sorry, but I must, Mr. Genga. I... Your life, Mr. Genga, for this copper box. <laughs> of course, you didn't really give your life for this silly box. You died for the ring of light, which it can... Where is it? No. No, this can't be. Genga! Genga, don't die. No. No, you're dying for nothing. The ring of light, it, it's gone. The rest of the story of the ring of light, you remember, Mr. Cranston? Very well, Mr. Shan. Well, he should. He and Miss Lane came to my office, and Miss Lane was saying... Mr. Weston, I don't give a hang if your criminals have a new union and are working in 24-hour shifts. 
We are all three going to the theater tonight. No, no, Margot. No? The commissioner is a very busy man. That's right, Lamont. I am a vet. Oh, I see. You're being smart, huh? Well, let me tell you, every time I try to leave this office early, somebody knocks on the door. But it never happens when you two are around. Someone just did knock on the door, Commissioner. Just a minute. I was talking to Mr. Cranston before you entered. Wait a second. I thought I heard a knock on the door. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Commissioner Weston, is he in here? Yes, he's in here. Matter of fact, I'm Weston. I am Ali Genga. The small world. My father, you have heard of, I think. He was Mr. Genga of Genga and Son. Was? Isn't Mr. Genga still in business? My father is gone. Gone? Dead? I do not know, but last evening he vanished from the vault room of our building. Vanished? Did you say vanished? Yes. His old servant, Hassan, phoned to me the news this morning. He phoned to you the news, did he? Well, that's just great. And where was his partner, Mr. Shan, all this time? Mr. Shan has been for some time ill in his home in the mountains. Well, was anything stolen? Yes. There was something stolen. What was it? It, it is difficult to say. I should like this kept in strictest confidence. You see, my father was in possession of a ring. Who slammed that door? The lights have gone out. Stay where you are, everybody. Don't move an inch. Come on. Look, there against the window. What is it? Why, it's a perfect circle of light. Look out, Whistler. What was that? We'll need the lights to see. Look. It's a knife. Sticking up in your desk. There is a note pinned to it. Could I see what it says? We'll all see. Yeah. Listen to this, Weston. Yeah. It says, let those with blood on their hands remain silent. That's strange. It is most strange. I must go to the Gengan Shan building immediately. It is most important that I reach my father's vault room as quickly as possible. Magnificent lobby. Well, lobby or no lobby, that young guy, Allie, is keeping us waiting down here a long time, isn't he? Well, I don't I know. I beg he your pardon. My name is Hassan, servant to the house of Genga for many years. Young Master Ali will be down from the vault room presently. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. Oh, Hassan, you were Ali's father's devoted servant. You must know something about his disappearance. This alone, I can say. Even in this far-off land... The hand of the Buddha of Lhasa has stuck. What was that? Sounds like young Ali. Let's get up there. Something tells me that that vault room is a very unhealthy place right at this moment. Well, this is the vault room. Where is he? Yes, where is Ali Lamont? The room's empty. He was here right enough, but... What is it, Cranston? Look. Over there in the shadows by the vault. A body. Master. Master. Is it Ali? If it is, he's aged 30 years since he left us downstairs. Oh, look. Look. It isn't Ali, is it, Hassan? No. It is Mr. Genga, Ali's father. He who vanished has returned. Returned with a bullet in his heart. Hassan. Yes? Open this vault. No. Master, no want me to open vault. Take the keys off the dead man's watch chain and open it. Open the vault. All right. You have heard my warning. Look, who is it? <sighs> this time it's the son, Ali, all right. They killed him too, Weston. I had an idea there'd be something in this vault worth seeing. In a moment, our play will continue. Meanwhile... 
Here's the information I promised you about the strange and exotic talisman that Blue Coal has for you. It's a replica of the mystic ring that plays so large a part in today's story. There are many strange and fascinating things about this ring. To begin with, it is not gold or silver as ordinary rings are. It is white. In India, white is considered a sacred color. The rare white elephant is worshipped in India. Mysterious power is said to reside in things white. Certainly, when you see this ring, you'll agree there is something uncanny about it. You'll say that because you'll soon discover that this ring is greedy for light. Like the wild jungle orchid that eats live meat, this ring sucks up the living light. It holds the light and glows in the dark with a weird and ghostly radiance. Yes, you actually can see in the dark with this ring when it's gorged with light. Now listen, here's how to get one for yourself. Simply send ten cents in coin, one dime, to the shadow. Post Office Box 5, Madison Square Station, New York City, New York. Include on a slip of paper the words Mystic Ring. M-Y-S-T-I-C, Mystic Ring. And also, of course, your name and address in full. Be sure to print or write your name and address clearly so it will be easy to read. Drop the envelope in the mail, and soon you'll have a mystic light-eating ring for yourself. Take care of that today, because the supply of rings is limited. Now, back to the shadow. Hassan, no stay. He no stay here. Mr. Kinga come back dead. Now young Master Ali dead too. Mr. Shan will be next. Hassan is afraid. He no stay. Wait a minute, you. Hassan. Yeah, let him go, Weston. He won't go far. Look at this, Weston. The killer used a knife this time. What about it? Nothing. Except it's a perfect match of the dagger that was sticking in your desk. What? Look it over. I'd like to wander around a bit. Come on. Oh, yes, Margo. Look at this. I found it over there in the corner. It's a girl's handkerchief. Girl's handkerchief? Yes. Well, let me see that, Margo. It's monogram, too. You see, K.I. K.I. Now, I wonder... What's that? What, Margo? I smell something burning. Listen. That's fire, all right. We better get out of here. Now, just a minute, Weston. Whoever set that fire doesn't want us to find something in this room. We've got to work fast. But well, we can't let them scare us away. Cranston, sometimes I uh, say, what's this? What? Letter in Alley's billfold. Addressed to Miss Kara Iltat, 421 North Set Road. Kara Iltat, eh? That would be our initials, K.I. Oh, the light is breaking through. And so is the fire, Miss Lane. I tell you, we've got to get out of here. All right. You two leave by the fire escape. I'll meet you in the car. What are you going to do? I think our friend Hassan is still in this building. And if he is, we two have something to talk over. This is Hassan speaking. I am phoning you from your building, Mr. Shan. It is on fire. Yes, on fire. There is nothing you can do to save it. But I can tell you all you want to know about it. Yes. Meet me at 421 North Set Road in one hour. Yes, that's right, Mr. Shan. Goodbye, Mr. Shan. <laughs> Now, if nothing goes wrong, we will soon have... <laughs> what was that? It is the shadow, Hassan. I'm standing beside you, invisible to your eyes. Well, why have you come to Hassan? To get the truth from you. I, I know nothing. Nothing. You know there was a woman here on the night old Mr. Kenga was murdered. Don't you, Hassan? Answer me. Uh, yes, this much I know. And her name was Kara Iltut. Who is Kara Iltut, Hassan? I, I do not know. Let me go. The flames are spreading. Let me get out of here. I set this fire to get Mr. Cranston and Weston and Miss Lane out of the building, but it will get me and you too, boys, if we don't hurry. The fire is spreading, but you will not leave until I have the truth. 
Tell me, Hassan. I will tell you. I will tell. Kara Iltat was secretly engaged to young Master Ali Genga, but his father knew nothing of her. She came here the day of the murder. She paid me well to let her up to the vault room, and when she came down, she left orders with me to set fire to this building if the police ever tried to examine that room upstairs. That is all. All I know. I see. You have kept this from the law, Hassan. I warn you that the shadow will be watching you. I must go now. I will let you escape from the fire you set. But next time, Hassan, you will not escape. <laughs> on that house. It's like a palace out of the Arabian Nights. It's 421 Norset Road, Margot, and I only hope we won't be too sorry we came. Come on, help me. I think we're creating a wonderful yarn to spin to our grandchildren. <laughs> but you have to keep alive, you know, to have grandchildren. We'll see if we can manage to do that, my lady. Say, look at this. What? The door was open. I'm not too sure I like that, but in we go. It's dark in here. I've got a feeling something's watching every move we make. What's that? Someone's in trouble. Where's it coming from? This way. Come on, follow me. <laughs> Come on, look. The lights have gone on. What was that, Bobby? Where are we? Seems we're in a small room without a sign of a window. Look, those copper doors are closing. We better get out of here. Uh, a little late now. Looks as if we're trapped. You are trapped, my friend. Look. Down that little balcony. Oh, yes. Miss Kara Iltut, I believe. I am Miss Iltut. If I'm not too hospitable, you must understand it's because I'm concerned in a rather dangerous business. I murdered Mr. Genga. You see, I'm in love with his stepson, Ali. Stepson? Yes. Ali is his stepson. And old Genga was not too fond of him. As a matter of fact, he was going to leave his most priceless possession to his business partner, Mr. Shan, because he distrusted Ali. That is why it was necessary to rob him, and as it happened, uh, to kill him in the process. And now, for Ali's sake, it is necessary to kill you. Hold him on. Easy, Mongo. It will be a painful death, but the most convenient I can afford you just no, now. No, you'll never get away with it. Oh, yes, I will. It'll be quite simple, you know. Beneath the floor on which you're standing is a bat, brimful of boiling water. It is an old Tibetan way of ridding the world of troublesome people. No, you wouldn't. I tell you, I will. See, all I need to do is pull this lever... Come on. Come on, the floor is opening. Come on. Come on. That's what this was. What are we going to do, Lamont? Wait a minute. The floor is opening slowly. Keep backing away from the opening. I think I've got an idea. What's that? She evidently hasn't heard what happened to Allie. Huh? Have you got that letter, Winston? Yes, yes, I have. Here it is. Here, here, here. Give it to me. Miss Hilton. Miss Hilton. You no good to plead with me. You must die. I know you don't mind boiling us alive, but I don't think you'd want to boil Ali's last words with us, would you? Ali's last words? This letter. It was found on his dead body. Dead? Wait, I'll stop the machinery. There. Now listen to me. I have a gun here. I'll come down outside and open the door. You can hand the letter out to me. If you try to leave that room, I'll shoot you as surely as I killed old Genga. Do you understand? We understand, Miss Iltut. Hand me the letter. I will not open the door another inch. You hear me in there. Where is the letter? 
I'll take that gun, Miss O'Connor. Grab it, Oh, no, not quite as quickly as all that. Lamont, she's getting away. I don't think she'll get too far. Unless I'm badly mistaken, she still has another victim to deal with before she leaves this house. And we've got to stop her, Clash. Just as fast as we can. Where'd that come from? Up there from the towers of the house. Someone's in agony. I think I see it all now. Weston. Yes. I want you to stay here with Margot for a few moments while I see what occupies our murdering lady friend. I knew when I opened the copper box and found the ring missing that Ali's father had already given it to you. It was mine by right. Kenga wanted me to have it. That doesn't interest me, Shan. Ali is dead now. Then I will take from you the thing he wanted if I have to kill us all. It was very clever of you to have Hassan trick me into coming here. I think so. And now, where is the ring, Shan? You shall never learn from me. Mr. Shan doesn't believe that we'll throw him from this tower. He doesn't believe it, Hassan. Pull him over to the ledge. Yes, Miss Karam. Come. Hold him, Karel Tut. <laughs> the shadow. Your days of murder are over. And you, Hassan, I warned you once. Now you will pay for your crime. No. No. It was she. You lied. She made me do it. She made me do her bidding. She would have had me throw old Shan to his death, but you came in time. And now, now she goes off the tower. She would have had Shan go. No. Stop, Hassan. Stop. <laughs> So my life was saved, and Hassan is now in prison on charge of murder. There, I told you it would not take long to tell my story. And you'll see we have scarcely finished our cup of tea. But still, still I don't understand who killed poor Ollie. That is very easily explained, Miss Lane. Yes, yes, very easily. By the way, Mr. Shan, your drawing room is quite charming. But I think it rather spoils the symmetry to have those two daggers... Missing from the weapon rack over the fireplace. You know where those two daggers are, don't you, Mr. Clancy? Yes. One of them is sticking in Weston's desk, where you threw it to warn Ali not to report the theft of the ring to the police. The other? It couldn't be sticking in Ali's back, that other one, could it? You. You killed him, Mr. Shan. Yes, Miss Lane, I killed him. And now, Mr. Cranston, will you switch off the light? No tricks now. There will be no tricks. There, Mr. Shan. Thank you. Please, now, will you open the door of the little shrine on the table? Yes, Mr. Shan. The ring of light. Oh, it is. Yes, the gift of Buddha to the house of Genga. It was mine by right. But I realized that Ali would never let me keep his father's gift in peace, so I killed him. When I opened the vault to put his body in it, I found my partner there shot to death. And I was content that I had killed the evil son who had plotted old Genga's murder with Kara Ilta. It was still murder you committed, Mr. Shan. You know that? Oh, yes, I know. I did it to keep the ring. But... The ways of Buddha are wise, Mr. Cranston. Too late did I remember the legend. What do you mean, Mr. Shan? The ring is in my possession. But it will bring me no good fortune. I own the ring, but there is blood on my hands. I am lost, according to the words of Buddha. You know what the police will do to you for this, Shan? No. I have already paid for my sins, Weston. Your cups of tea were not as mine. Mine has the poisonous smell of bitter almonds. 
the smell of prussic acid. I will account only to my ancestors. Commissioner. Turn on those lights. Mr. Sean. Mr. Sean. He's dead, Weston. And he's smiling at the ring of light. Commissioner Weston, you couldn't have understood the Gengo murders without knowing about the power of the Ring of Light, could you? Oh, power poppycock. Where's the confounded thing now? Lamont is the custodian of the ring at the moment, I think, Commissioner. Well, give it to me, Cranston. I'm going to throw it out of the window. Caused me enough trouble tonight. Well, I'm not so sure I'd do that, Commissioner. It might... <laughs> <laughs> well, from now on, we're living on borrowed time, eh, Commissioner? How did we ever come through that one alive? Now, don't go making something out of it. I'd have sworn there wasn't room for two cars to pass each other back there. All right, all right. We're both doing around 50, Weston. Maybe the ring of light saved us. Oh, no, from... now, don't start any of that stuff around. But, I've... Commissioner, didn't you notice what was in that other car? Oh, he couldn't have, Lamont. Otherwise, he could What was it? A ghost? No, Commissioner. It was a woman driver. A woman driver? Uh-huh. By the way, here's the ring of light, Commissioner. Do you want to throw it away? Uh, well, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty little thing. It doesn't take up any room, does it? And uh, besides, I could use a little luck when I try to explain to the missus why I've been out all night. <laughs> In a moment, we'll bring you again the easy directions for getting a mystic ring. So have paper and pencil ready. First, I know you'll be interested in hearing from Blue Coal's distinguished home heating expert, John Buckley. Mr. Buckley. Thank you. Friends, the other day I ran into a chap I know, and he was somewhat annoyed with me. He said, why do you keep insisting it's so easy to operate a furnace? Probably isn't the hardest thing in the world, but it certainly isn't easy. <laughs> well... Well, that only shows that even your friends don't always listen carefully to what you say. I say it's easy to operate a furnace if you know how. Now, that latter part is very important. For example, in the changeable weather we're having now, it's a nuisance to have to run down to the basement constantly to adjust the furnace dampers. Well, all that trouble is eliminated when you have an automatic blue coal heat regulator. As easy to operate as snapping a light switch automatically opens and closes the dampers on your furnace and keeps every room at an even temperature at all times. Now, here's my suggestion. Get in touch with your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow. Ask him to send a John Barkley trained serviceman to your home to demonstrate correct furnace operation for you at no charge, no obligation. Your neighborhood dealer is listed under the words blue coal in the yellow section of your classified phone directory. Call him tomorrow. Thank you. Characters, names, places, and plot of today's story are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The mysterious East beckons to you. Here is your chance to get the mystic white ring that has the secret power of retaining light. Once this ring is held in a bright light, it absorbs part of the radiance, and afterward, in the dark... It shines with a grim, eerie glow. Get one of these rings for yourself by sending ten cents in coin to The Shadow, Post Office Box 5, Madison Square Station, New York City, New York. 
Be sure to include your name and address, printed or written clearly. Do this at once, because the supply is strictly limited. Send one dime in an envelope with your name and address and the words Mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C, Mystic Ring, to the Shadow, Post Office Box 5, Madison Square Station, New York City, New York. Do that today. This ring will be a bond between you and the shadow who says... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen, and be sure to phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. Remember, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by the BL&W Coal Company, producers of Blue Coal. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.